0: everyone it is i Midori's days, and you are currently tuned into watching midori's world the place where i share story times but also talk about stuff that's going on in the world now let's get this shit show started so i bet that you guys weren't expecting to hear from me today especially since i said i'll be publishing something wednesday that turned into thursday and now it's friday I would like to apologize for that. I've been having a ton of technical issues. However, they're getting better. I'm learning. You know, it's a learning experience. We're on episode five, which is now going to be four because episode four has to be reshot. And it was an hour long and it was a hot mess and it was drama. It was tension. It was fire. It was flames. But it's still on its way. But what I'm trying to say is episode four will be coming out. It is going to be now episode five. It is going to be an hour long or so. So get ready. I've been working on this and, you know, I'm going to be consistent from now here on and post every Wednesday. And with that said, let's begin. Guys, I hate Uber. I hate Lyft. And I hate the fact that even though employment in America is on the up and up, It's still a struggle to get by, leaving a lot of 20-somethings to live on top ramen diets or living still with their parents. I digress. You might be wondering what inspired my episode today, so let's begin. I was on my way to work early one morning, and I had to Uber due to the fact that where I live, it is really hard to get transportation early in the morning. Now, yes, you might be wondering, Midori... How is that possible in the city that never sleeps? And I'm going to inform you that I don't fucking know. What I do know is it makes me hate MTA just a little fucking more when I have to spend seven to nine dollars just to get to the train, to get to a job that, you know, I shouldn't really be spending that much money on just to get there in the morning due to the fact that, you know... It's a minimum wage job. However, I like to do mornings, so that's no one's fault but my own. It's just a preference. It's the way I live my life. No more questions. Anyway, I had to call an Uber to pick me up. And this is when shit started to get real, guys. So I get into my Uber And the guy looks like he's in his mid-40s. He looks like he's a mix between Jamie Foxx, the current, like, 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 ruffly, like, bearded version, and Bob Marley face, guys. Anyway, we're going to call this driver Shady B. So Shady B says to me, How are you doing? Now, it's literally 3 a.m. in the morning. Homie. How the the fuck fuck do you you think I'm doing? I'm fucking tired. Like, what the fuck type of question is that? It's dick brick outside where I live, and you're talking about how are you doing. Which brings me to a point that I want to make. If you are an Uber driver, and I get into your car, please don't talk to me. Did I strike up a conversation conversation with you? you? Oh, I I didn't? Then stop. Stop right there. Please stop, because I can't listen to Drake if you are talking to me about the weather or how excited you are to be in New York City, aka the city of dreams for anyone who doesn't live here. Because let me tell you guys, if we're honestly 100% real, you You can can achieve achieve your dreams dreams just just about anywhere. anywhere. It might take you longer. But New York City isn't the only one place that you can make your dreams come into reality, especially with the invention of YouTube, the World Wide Web, plus TikTok. Baby, Baby, you you can can make make it it anywhere. anywhere. You just have to dream big enough, be consistent enough, put the hard work, not put your dreams into a state where rats eat pigeons. And don't question me about that. I've seen it with my own two eyes and I have video. Rats actually eat pigeons in fucking New York. That's why they're scarce in some area, guys. I digress. If you're an Uber driver and you see me in the back seat of your car, please do not speak to me. Yet Shady B in the front felt like I must have wanted to talk to his black ass, even though I had my AirPods on and they were at 100% blasting, which annoys me. Because at this point, he knew that I was listening to music, yet he still talked to me saying, Where are you heading to? And I couldn't think of a lie. So I said work, but I also managed to tell him that, you know, that my boss is always looking for me to come on time and that they always are checking up. Just so that this nigga knows that people are looking for me if he try to traffic my black ass. Cause you know, sex trafficking is on the rise, guys, and <laughs> So yeah, nigga, someone's looking for me. My boss is waiting on my black ass and yeah, you better not try no bullshit. Like I got niggas looking for me. I'm the type of bitch that even my ops would looking for me. With the milk carton at hand, like, Have you seen this black, eccentric black girl? Awesome. If I could see Shorty again, I would apologize. But they can all eat it. They can all get up in my booty hole and eat it. And not like groceries, but in the fuck you type of way. But anyway, Shady B proceeds to ask me where I work and who I work for. Now, I might not look like it, but I give a mean bitch face, put up a mean fight. Like guys, I have flipped someone who had 200 pounds on me by accident after imagining if I could flip them like I saw Jaden Smith had flipped that person in Karate Kid. So just imagine what I could do if I put my mind to hurting someone, which is also why I try my best to, you know, keep my powers in check and my strength in check because you know it's a gift that is not meant to be used for evil or to be abused with such great power comes great responsibility that that some Marvel comic book has said I forget what it was I think it was Superman but I'm not sure so any comic nerd don't come for me okay don't come for me anyway back to the story I couldn't really think of anything to tell him at the time of like where I worked or who I worked for. I couldn't really think of a lie on top of my head. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm a very blunt person. I really don't like to tell lies. I really like to mind my own fucking business. And if anyone wants to ask me something, they better expect my whole honest truth because I really don't have time to think of a lie or to coddle you about your feelings. Uh, do I think your man's cheating on you? Yes, yes bitch, I, I think, think your man is cheating man on you. Does your hairline look like it's receding? Yes, yes your, your hairline, hairline, hairline is receding. Is receding. Uh, don't ask me a question that you don't want the truth or you don't want me to answer. Now I could say it nicely, like, Your man might be cheating on you, but let's look more into it, girl. Or you know, your hairline looks a little bit thin in this light, but you know what? Maybe we can look in another light or, you know, angle and it will look full, you know? That's a nice way for me to put that. But if you're not looking for an honest answer, don't come for me, which is why I'm the last person that my friends, when my friends want that honest answer. Like, oh yeah, let me ask Madora because she'll be the honest person to tell me and won't coddle me. Yeah, yeah, hi, hi I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, your man's cheating on you. But he's also fugly, so get over him. Anyway, back to the story. At the time, we had just passed by a Dunkin Donuts on our way to my destination. So, I ended up telling him that I worked at a Dunkin Donuts on the upper east side of Manhattan, which at the time I thought was a really good lie. And that's, and that's when That's when it happened. We stopped at a red light and Shady B proceeds to pull out a marble notebook that wasn't college ruled. Now, you might be asking me why this scared me so much, but let me ask you this. What, what the fuck does an Uber, Uber driver need to jot, to jot down, down at, at a stoplight at 3 a.m. In, in the, the morning. morning? Like, bitch, you're not Eminem. This isn't Three Mile, so I know you're not writing a banger. Homie trying to pull up with his marble notebook like this is death note, and I and know, know that, that, I'm, that I'm, ready I'm ready to fight to before, before he, puts he puts my name, name down, down in that, in that fucking, fucking book. book. Anyway, I went on the defense. I had one hand on the door. And I squinted my four eyes as hard as I could to see what he was writing. Now, on the side that he was writing, I couldn't see, but on the opposite side, I could. It was a list. On this list said something about paying off debts and credit cards. I could also see something involving people, which freaked me the fuck out. Now... Before the light turns green, he looks at me through his back view mirror. I see him cross something off from the other side, but also write something. He closes the book and looked at me. At this moment, the light had turned green, and I wished that I had enough money to to put a down payment on a car because this shit was getting weird as fuck and your girl was scared. But also... I had to work at 5 a.m. So, you know I was still in this bitch, clutching my pocket knife in my purse and looking as hard as I can, like my resting bitch face was on 5,000, y'all. Over 5,000. Now, you might think my ride was over, but it's not. I have six more minutes to go before I reach my destination. And this guy starts whistling. But it wasn't whistling to music on the radio that he was playing. Homie was whistling a tune from American Horror Story. The one the boy was whistling the first and I think the second season when he was killing people... Guys, at this point I was ready to walk, but we were only 3 minutes away, and his whistling just kept on getting louder and louder as I got to my destination. It was at this point that I was thankful that I didn't use my real names on these apps because people be pulling Joe from you on Netflix and I'm not the Joe type of bitch. I will cut you and beat your ass if you ever try that dumb shit with me. Back to the story. I'm on the edge of my seat and we reach my destination. It was an experience, that made me want to express how I felt about Uber and just companies in general. It was an experience that I felt like I had to share on my podcast. But it was not the only fucked up experience I've had in general with driving companies. Which is why we have this episode and we should just all be thankful at this moment that I did not get trafficked. Now, guys, I would like for you guys to remember that if anything happens to you in, in any of these platforms, you cannot sue Uber, Lyft or even Via for the things that happen to you. Because in the contract of terms of use that you all agree to, you are actually forfeiting your safety, meaning that if any way that you're sexually harassed or abused, that is on you and you should have known better and you can't sue them. And if you try to sue them, it, it, it's probably going to take about years to even get your money back or to even have a process in court. I digress. In 2018, in the United States, Uber reported that it had 3,045 sexual assaults during its ride in the United States. Nine of them ended with murder and 58 car crashes. Uber, the world's biggest hail riding platform, chose to be transparent about cataloging Sexual assaults, murders, crash fatalities, as it faces growing pressure over these issues. Many hail riding companies like Lyft Uber initially thrived and initially thrived by overlooking safety regulations and allowing almost anyone with a car to drive and become an Uber driver without the proper screening and licenses required to be in the taxi industry. Reports of sexual assault murders have since become a regular occurrence as hail riding has become mainstream in urban transportation. Many companies face a growing number of lawsuits over safety incidences. In 2019, women joined a lawsuit against Lyft saying that they had been sexually assaulted during rides arranged by the company. Lyft had released a statement saying that it was committed to releasing their own safety transparency reports and working within the industry to share information about drivers who didn't pass their initial or continuous background checks and the deactivation of certain drivers from their platform. A company spokesman, Alexandra, said, yet Senator Richard, a Democrat from Connecticut, said hail riding companies need to do more on safety, such as conduct fingerprint-based background checks of drivers. All of these drivers are starters because these hail riding companies have been failing their duty to protect us against predators or criminals, he said. With that said, please be careful, and for drivers, please be safe too. Picking up unknown passengers, I can only imagine how anxious these drivers of these companies feel, especially knowing that the company will not compensate them if anything happens to them. I digress with this information now put out there about these companies and just how they handle situations in general and how sexual assault has been on the rise in these companies. I would like to start My second story, guys, there was actually a time where I almost came to blows with an Uber driver. Now, at the time I was still in college. I had gotten off of work super, super late and it had been close to 11 or 12 o'clock at night. I had gotten an Uber and now my Uber static said that he would show up within five minutes. Would Would you believe believe that that this homie homie got got lost three blocks blocks away from from my pickup pickup destination and And came a whole 10 minutes minutes later? That was including the 15-minute wait. To make matters worse, he called me and told me to come to him. However, I had just finished an eight-hour-long shift. My feet were killing me, and I had heavy bags, so I told him that he would in fact need to pick me up at my pickup spot. I know. It's fucking crazy thought, right? And yes, I put my pickup point at the correct place and I was there at it. He just didn't know how to get there. So when he comes to pick me up, now he's pissed. However, I gave not one fuck about his feelings. Because it was his job. It was his job to come pick me up at my location. It was his fucking job. And I'm not going to feel bad about it, especially when I'm carrying fucking canvases and my feet are fucking killing me. Like, nigga, nigga come, pick come pick me, me up at my, my spot. It's not it complaining. Anyway... This reminds me of another story that I'm going to tell after this, but it's pretty fucking scary. But let's keep on track of the first one. I digress. He was pissed and I tried to open the backseat door to the car in which he kept locked, walked down the car window next to me and asked for my fucking name. I rolled my eyes and sent my name to which he opened the car. Now, I should have taken into consideration that him getting here that long was probably a red flag and this guy was a bad driver. However, guys, it was a really fucking cold night and I needed to get home. Also, someone had been murdered in my area that week. So I especially wanted to get my black ass home safely and quick instead of walking, which would have taken me 30 fucking minutes. So when I get into his car, I call a friend just to make sure that I have someone online to make sure that I got home safely. It was my best friend at the time and we're gonna call her Wanda. Now on the phone with Wanda and we reach an intersection. Now the light is red but this guy isn't stopping and a boy is riding his skateboard but trips. Then I hear the car swerves, the brakes are pulled, jerking both me and the driver back in our seats. I scream, then there's silence. Did he just hit this boy? Two minutes pass and we see the skater boy looking at the street then casually walking by like it wasn't his skateboard broken in the street. My Uber driver gets out of the car and starts yelling and cursing at the skater boy and also starts midway chasing him down the block, but the skater boy gets away so my driver takes the broken skateboard throws it on the sidewalk almost hitting a girl and her boyfriend and then proceeds to walk towards the car now imagine being in the front seat with someone who does something like that just Just fucking imagine imagine now this person is driving you home a person who literally had a mental breakdown outside, he then gets into his car, proceeds to curse, slammed his hand on his driving wheel, and now I am watching because I just spent $10 on this ride, and God God damn it, it, he's, he's going, going to drive, to drive me, me home. home. And this is when it happened, when everything boiled over. So he gets to the street of my building and tells me this is far as he can go. Now guys, this was a cold ass day. Like in the negative negatives, cold ass type of day. And this guy who made me wait 15 minutes for him got into a car accident that almost killed somebody. Couldn't drive me into the driveway loop of my building. That was my fucking drop off point to drop me off, homie. It was on. It was on. Like bring it on. So I tell him that this wasn't my drop off point and that the driveway loop was in fact my drop off point, even pointing to it on his navigational system. He then tells me that he has another ride and can only take me this far, to which I ask him if he expects me to walk in this cold all the way home to my building, even though He knows it wasn't my drop-off point location to which he said this is as far as he can go again. And that is when I just snapped, y'all. He wasn't going to get my $10 for less than a mile-type trip that I had to wait close to 15 minutes just for his black ass to come. So now I tell him, and it's all about principle. Also... I said this kindly to him, guys, and then he began to tell me this lovely statement. And this is why I hate black people. Done. Conversation over. Anger next. Not because of what he said, but because he was African. He was African, y'all. He was African. So I turned to him and yelled, nigga, what the fuck are you on? You almost fucking killed me, came fucking late to pick me up, and now your bitch ass doesn't even wanna take me to my fucking destination point? Cancel this fucking ride, bro. I want want my my coin. coin. Also, how dare you fucking say that? Have you ever looked at yourself? Do you own a mirror? You're fucking black, bro. You're black just like me. What the fuck are you on, son? You must hate yourself a fucking lot to say that because you're darker than the night fucking sky and you You almost almost fucking got got me killed. Now, this guy must have never expected me to pop off like that because I had been respectable and calm the whole ride even after he almost killed a boy on the street. But how dare he not drop me off at my destination point when I paid ten dollars? Also, how do you hate black people but you're black? Are you dumb? I digress. He was shook and scared. But before it came to any blows, I got out of the car and I opened every door on my side, front and back. And then I opened the door to the other side. And then I opened every door in his car on my side, front and back. Then I proceeded to go to the other side and open the back door because if I'm going to be disrespected, not dropped off of my drop off point and be cold as fuck, the homie's going to have to walk his fat ass two out of his fucking car and I'll close all these fucking goddamn doors and pray that the heat doesn't escape his fucking car because it was a cold ass fucking day. So let this be a lesson to you guys. Uber's are noble people people are flawed and sometimes they're dicks and sometimes they're racist and sometimes they're both so just be careful guys and if your uber doesn't drop you off at the drop off point and you really want to be petty just leave your door open because they're going to have to close it and then maybe they'll self-reflect. Maybe I should have dropped her off at her drop-off point because now my black ass has to get out in the cold and close this fucking door. And if I would have just taken the couple fucking more minutes like I was fucking supposed to and drop her off at the right place, then maybe I wouldn't have to now get out of my fucking driving seat car and walk my black ass around to close her door and look stupid doing it. Fucking maybe. Anyway... This brings me to my last story. And this last story is a lift story time. I was coming from a friend's house one afternoon, and I had my earbuds in this lift, just like I had with Shady B. However, this guy, just like Shady B, chose to talk to me, which at the time I had tried to ignore him, but then he kept on saying, Miss, 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 Miss. So, since I wanted to keep my five-star rating, I said yes. He asked me if I had lived in New York City my whole life, to which I said yes. He then talks to me about how he's new to the city. He asked me if I believed in God, which at the time, I was agnostic. So I believed in a higher being, but I just wasn't committed to a religion of a specific One, again, at the time I believed in a higher being, like God, but I just hadn't come around to devoting myself to a religion. Now, it was at the time guys, I do have a religion, I do believe in a certain higher power. I do practice a religion, but you know what? This, this, this politics, this podcast ain't gonna be about religion, y'all. But at the time of this story, I was agnostic. That's all y'all guys need to know. That's when the driver sighs, saying that the world was gonna come to an end and that we are all going to die soon. Mind you, I was five minutes into a 15 minute drive. So I had a long way to go, but he would just kept on going on about death, harlots, and how we all strayed from the Lord. Homie even gave me one of those new revelation, mini Bibles, the orange ones that you sometimes get at church when you're a kid. And homie, I was done. He also asked for my number, to which I had said random numbers off my head and told him my name was Monica, because I gotta cover up those loose ends, y'all. I digress. Homie was batshit crazy. I was also told on another Uber ride that slavery never happened and never existed. And this was from a black driver who was a history teacher. Yet, since he worked for Uber, I don't know how well his... I had also had to jump out from an Uber once since he wasn't following the GPS and was taking me further from my home and location. Anyway, if you guys want to hear more about those crazy stories, you know, leave a comment, subscribe, you know, go to my Facebook and say you want specific stories or ask specific questions and I'll totally, you know talk about parts of my life and put it here on the podcast but that's all I got for you today guys keep on being amazing keep on being awesome stay safe stay love stay amazing bye guys oh my gosh you came back for another episode it's because you love me right well if you want to see Midori's world grow make sure to like share and follow my podcast as we grow this shit out like a mofo also We will take over the world. Bye.